Good morning, Sanctuary. My name is Tara Hollingsworth, and I have the absolute privilege and honor of serving here as the Director of Youth and Family Ministry. Um, if you know anything about the Enneagram, I am an Enneagram 7. And I kind of think that maybe I was put here this morning um, because I have this strong desire to bring joy and light to heavy moments. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or if I need to go to counseling, but either way, <laughs> I really... Um, I really am grateful for this moment. I'm grateful um, for the men that were honored this morning. Um, yeah. So we are in a series right now called Summer Jams. And basically in this series, we take songs both um, secular and sacred, is how we used to say it back in the day, both secular and sacred, um, and we um, see what God can be saying to us through those songs. Um, so a while ago, I was trying to figure out a song that I was going to choose, and I could not for the life of me figure it out. I have so many, like, things of what I could do. You know, I like options. I, I want options. And so I was riding in the car one day, and um, Shamaria, who was our former youth intern, she said, oh, what about God's plan? And this was a long time ago, and I said, that's a good one. I, I text Pastor Edrin. Um, he texted me back a few weeks later, and he said, um, <laughs> he said, you know, God's plan may be fitting. And I didn't know why at the time, uh, but now I fully understand that God's hand um, is here this morning. Um, so, today we're going to be talking about God's plan. It is by a young prophet, Drake. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know if I would say that he's a prophet, um, but people listen to what he's got to say. So we're going to be talking about God's plan this morning. Um, will you please bow your heads and pray with me? Father, we acknowledge you. Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence in this place. You are so good to us. God, I ask that your plan would continuously be unfolded before our eyes, Jesus. Jesus, let our hearts seek you. Let our eyes constantly be gazing upon your face, Jesus. I ask that our ears would be open to be able to hear you rightly. God, that we would be able to see you moving and working among the lives of your people. Let us be yielded to you, Holy Spirit. I ask that in this message that you would speak through me. God, that you would guard my tongue from any untruth in the name of Jesus. And we just ask that your spirit would be present in this place. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, like I said, um, I have the absolute privilege and honor of working with our teenagers here at Sanctuary. So last night, actually, we got back from camp. So all the fundraisers we did paid off. So thank you guys so much for contributing to that. So we got back from camp last night around like mm, nine. Okay, so be praying for me. Uh, but we got back from camp last night and it was a, an incredible experience. Here's some photos on the screen for you guys. But it was just a great time. And um, I left camp even more convinced of the faithfulness of God, even more convinced of how good God is and how involved he is in our lives. I saw um, answers to prayer. I saw things that we had been praying over our kids. I saw them come to pass. We had incredible moments in the Lord, but we also, I think, laughed more than I have ever laughed in my whole entire life. I say it every time I come up here. Our Mosaic students are the funniest people on the planet, and it is just a joy to me to be around them constantly. I'm telling you, I was not ready to leave. They're all like, Tara, it's time to go home. And I'm like, y'all want to hang out tonight? So I was ready. I came back like, yes. Um, so 
please be in prayer for our students. We had a lot of students rededicate their lives to Christ. We had students come to Christ. And so this, um, this journey is going to be a beautiful one for them. So it's my prayer that we are all surrounding them and that we are truly their village. Um, so this morning, I want to start with the truth that God does have a plan for us. God has a plan for every single one of us, but God also has a plan collectively for the life of our church. God has a plan for this city. God has a plan for this community, and that plan is good. And I believe that it is God's plan that I'm here this morning. I believe that it's God's plan that brought me here. So I'm going to take you guys back a little bit to my college days. And I know some of you guys enjoy my college days because, wow, we... <laughs> We were a mess, okay? But God is still working on me. So I went to school. I went to a Christian institution. I went to school for youth ministry. That's a story in itself. I went to school for youth ministry, and I was immersed in such a deep spiritual culture. This culture was so deep and so spiritual that um, everyone was constantly trying to figure out what is the Spirit saying? What is Jesus saying to you? What is this word in the Greek and the Hebrew? And it was just all like what are the deeper things of life? But I believe that sometimes we get so caught up in the things that are deep that we forget the simple things. And I'll explain to you what I mean with that. We had a culture that always said, God, I want to bring you glory. And it was beautiful. There were so many people ages 18 to around 25 who were always saying, God, I want to bring you glory. God, I want everything that I do in my life to point back to you. We had a group of friends and we would call ourselves world changers. We would say it constantly. We would say, good morning. You know, you wake up and all your friends are there. It's the best thing ever. Say, good morning. Um, go change the world today. Like, we would greet each other with that, right? Very spiritual, yes. So we would call ourselves world changers, and I put that title on myself. I'm going to change the world for the glory of God. That was, like, my um, thing I said to myself in the morning. Um, and so there was one time we were in a worship moment. There was lots of worship times throughout the day, and we were in worship, and I said, God, again, I want to bring you glory. God, I want to change the world for you. And at that moment, I, hear the, I heard the Spirit of the Lord speak to me, and he says, if you want to bring me glory, and if you truly want to change some things, then why don't you do what it is that I've called you to do? You see, in that moment, I was studying, studying, studying youth ministry, but I was not serving in a youth ministry at all. I was not serving any young people. I was only serving myself at the time. I was studying this book, but I wasn't putting it into practice. And so that day, I was in worship. You know what I did? Turned around. <laughs> I turned around. I went back to my seat, and I wrote down what the Spirit of the Lord said to me. And after that, I started to research a few youth groups, and I went to two. And the first one that I went to is the one that I ended up staying at. And don't y'all know that my now husband was the youth pastor? Look at God. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, if you listen to the Lord, he may bring you to your, your future spouse, but I'm not saying he's not, okay? So those of you who are, you know, ready for that season of life, I'm just saying maybe your spouse is on the other side of your obedience. That's all I got to say. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for Jesus. But in that moment, I truly do believe that the Spirit of the Lord led me to serve young people. I believe that the Spirit of the Lord led me to be rooted and planted in that church so I could be um, equipped, so that I could have practice, so that I could begin to know what it's like to walk with students, so that I could be in this place today. And I'm truly grateful that the Spirit of the Lord leads us and that the Spirit of the Lord guides us. I'm grateful that God has a plan, but most importantly, I'm grateful that his plan was not the plan that I had for myself. I'm grateful that the Holy Spirit is a God who truly leads us. Now, Sanctuary, I do want to remind you all that you are a smart bunch. You know that? 
Y'all are so dope. I'm telling you, like, I love this place so much. You guys are smart. You guys are passionate. You guys are educated. You guys are incredible. This is an incredible place. There is a lot of knowledge sitting in this room, and most of it is out there, praise God. But even with all that, I'm here to give us just a gentle reminder today. I'm here to remind us what this word says about God's plan. I'm here to remind us what Psalm 37, 23 says, that it says the plans of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. I want us to remember that this morning. I want us to remember what 1 Corinthians 6, 20 says, how it says that you were bought with a price, therefore serve God with your body because there's a plan in that. I want to remind us of that today. I want to remind us that all throughout the book of Acts, more than anything, we know that, that the spirit of the Lord was leading people. That in Ezekiel, the Bible says that the spirit led Ezekiel to the valley of dry bones. That the spirit of God led him back and forth and said, speak to these dry bones. That the spirit of God leads us. I want to remind us that in Matthew 4, 1, that the, the spirit of God led Jesus to the wilderness to be tempted. All throughout scripture, we see over and over again that the spirit of God is leading us. In Romans 8, 4, the word said that those who are led by the spirit of God are truly the children of God. Those who are led by the spirit of God are truly children of God. Now that word led, um, what that word really means if you break it down, do all the things, break it down, that means to be influenced. That word means to be um, influenced in your mind. That word also means to take with you. So those of us who are influenced by the spirit of God are truly his children. Those of us who our minds have been, have been affected by the spirit of God, we are his children. Those of us who take the spirit of God with us where we go, we are truly his children. And this is what I want to remind us of this morning, is that the spirit leads us and that the spirit calls us and that this message was on my heart before I knew about our transitions this morning. So I want to ask us this morning, when's the last time you felt that the spirit of the Lord led you? When's the last time you felt that the Spirit of the Lord led you to encourage this person, to say something to this person, to go to this place, to leave that place? And I acknowledge that it's not easy. I acknowledge that sometimes God's plan is tough and it's hard, but he knows what he's doing. So if the Spirit of the Lord is leading us and our steps are ordered, then we can be confident that God surely does have a plan for our lives. If God is leading us, if the spirit of the Lord is leading us, that means that he has a plan. That means that he knows where he's taking us. So I want to encourage us this morning. I want all of you to know that God has a plan and that you can take hold of that plan if you let the spirit of the Lord lead you. Now, while we were at camp, there was incredible teaching all throughout the week. And um, there was a specific speaker who said something that really stuck with me. And this speaker talked about how back in the day, the way that people spoke of Jesus. So she said, all right, everyone right now, go ahead and start shouting out who Jesus is to you. People said healer, provider, protector, comfort, all those things. She said, that's great. But back in the day, here's some things that people said about Jesus. They used very tangible things. He was called the lion. He was called the lamb. He was called the true vine. But the one that stuck with me most is they said that Jesus was the cornerstone. And now I'd heard that multiple times. I basically was born at church. So I've heard that. But this time it stuck with me that Jesus is the cornerstone. Jesus is the one that is the cornerstone. And so I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that. But what does that truly mean? Um, but before I do, I want to um, direct your attention to Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16. 
And it says, so this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who relies on it will never be stricken with panic. Now, a cornerstone is the part of a structure that's laid first. And everything else that's built is based on that stone. So if Jesus is that cornerstone, that means that we look to him to figure out where we go. That we don't place ourselves and then say, Jesus, what do you have? Jesus places himself and we align ourselves with him. Now, I know that this word sometimes can be tough. There are some things in this word, specifically that verse that says, if a man slaps you, turn the other cheek, that sometimes I really am like, hmm, right? If someone slaps me, you want me to turn the cheek? I'm just being real. Sometimes I'm like, hmm, right? Hmm. But the Lord is the cornerstone. Jesus is the cornerstone. He is the one who sets the foundation, and we are aligning ourselves with him. Sanctuary, are we aligned with him this morning? Is your life aligned with Jesus? He is truly our cornerstone. Oh, our cornerstone, let us look to you for our plan. It is my prayer that us as a, as a, sanctu- as us a sanctuary, us as a body, would look to Jesus for the plan and not ask him to catch up with ours. I do have to acknowledge as well, there are a few stumbling blocks when it comes to following the plan of God. I'm going to go through three. It's fear, forgetfulness, and lack of faith. The first one is fear. And I, I know that God's plans are good, but I also know that God's plans are hard. And I also believe that sometimes when God gives us um, a glimpse of what things will be like, you know how sometimes God will give you um, a vision for your life. God will give you things to hold on to. God will give you something to, that your faith can grip to. But sometimes I believe that if God showed us the process to get there, we may not do it. Because the process is going to be hard. In the Bible, when the Lord told Joseph basically that he was going to be a king, that he was going to be important, that he was going to be a leader, I wonder that if God told him the process to get to that, would he do it? If God said, your brothers are going to leave you. Your brothers are not only going to leave you and abandon you, but they're going to beat you. They're going to convince your father that you're dead that you're going to have to spend time in prison. But that was God's plan. God's plan was for him to end up there. And he did. I know that the plan of God can be scary. I'm sure Esther was scared. I'm sure. I'm sure Noah was scared. Everybody thought he was weird. Probably was. And we all know Jonah was scared. Lord, help me. But God knows what he's doing. And all throughout these scriptures, I can look and I can see the faithfulness of God. This morning, we spoke about the faithfulness of God. And if we just trust him, and if we just align ourselves with the cornerstone, we can truly live in God's plan. The next one is forgetfulness. This morning is just a reminder to remember. Just a reminder to remember. Remember the things that God's spoken to you. Remember the things that he's put on your heart. Remember the ways that the spirit of God has led you in the past. This is also a reminder to slow down. I've been um, out of town for the past, like, few weeks. I've missed y'all. I was so excited to be here this morning. I really love y'all, and I like y'all too, but I, I love y'all. Um, but I was listening to some of the podcasts from the messages that I missed. I have not been in a single Summer Jam series, which is sad, but I listened to them, and y'all are killing it. Pastor Ed and Pastor, all, y'all are killing it. Those messages have got me right. So 
I was listening to um, some of Pastor Edron's messages, and I started to notice a theme. In the past few times that Pastor Edron has got up to speak to us the word of the Lord, he keeps telling us, sanctuary, slow down. Pastor Edron has told us multiple times, we've got to slow down. And that reminded me of when you're driving down a road, and let me tell y'all, we drove 10 hours there and back to camp. Not five each, 10 hours there, 10 hours back. So I've seen a lot of road signs in the past week. And you'll see things that say slow down, and you'll have multiple warnings before something's coming. And it'll say slow down. And you don't have to. It's just a word of caution. You keep going, you see another one, slow down. You don't got to. You see another one, slow down. And then maybe you'll see another one later, and it says slow down, maybe falling rock or something like that. We were headed towards the south, so y'all know how that goes. So slow down, maybe falling rock, or maybe curvy roads ahead until that thing comes, and if you hadn't slowed down by that point, it may be bad for you. And I believe that Pastor Edron is telling us from the Spirit of the Lord today that God has a plan in asking us to slow, asking us to slow down. Because when you're moving so fast, it's so easy to forget things. Y'all, my husband, I love him. He forgets things a lot. And he knows this, so it's not like I'm talking behind his back. He knows this. So a lot of times we, have, uh, we like to go out to eat on Fridays twice, lunch and dinner. Yes. So a lot of times we've been in situations where we're on our way to dinner a few hours after we had lunch, and it's time to pay. And I'm like, where's the card? He's like, oh, it's at the place we had lunch at. Okay. <laughs> I said, how, why, um, what, okay, mm, why, right? He's like, I was just moving so fast, I forgot it. But sometimes we move so fast, we forget the things that the Spirit of the Lord is asking us to do. We forget the things that he's saying us to do or telling us to do. So I want to echo the way that Pastor Edron is leading us and ask us to slow down. Because maybe there's something coming that we need to move slower for. The last one is lack of faith before I take my seat. Lack of faith, this is a trust issue. But I want to direct us to Romans 8, 28. And this says, and we know that in all things. I know y'all know this verse. We know that in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Do you trust that? Do you trust that even through the mess in your life, even through the confusions, even through the mistakes, even those things that you keep doing that you said you were going to stop doing, even through that, God can use all of those things for his glory and for your good. The word of the Lord is sweet. The word of the Lord is kind. The word of the Lord is a light to our path. Can we believe that this morning? Can we hold on to that? Can we believe in this truth over, over all the other truths that we hear? Can we believe in this one? This is the only truth, by the way. So unfortunately, this walk is not believe it when you see it. This walk is believe it until you see it. This walk is not believe it when you see it. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I'll have faith when God shows me something. That's not how this is, unfortunately. I'm sorry. This walk is I'm going to believe until I see it. I'm going to believe for the moment that I see it. I know I'm going to see it, so I'm going to keep believing until I can actually testify with my eyes. That's what this walk is about. We trust God's plan before we see it come to pass. I'm going to close with this. I want us as sanctuary 
to be a people that believe in God's plan and who have a profound dependence on the Holy Spirit. I want to see us trust the Lord in our day-to-day lives. I want to see us be led. I want to see us continue to be influenced by, for our minds to be affected by, for us to take the Spirit with us. But the hardest part about that for me is, like I said in the beginning, we are talented. We are smart. We are wise. We are good. And because of that, the way this world works If we don't depend on the spirit, we may still look good because we can learn it. The hardest part about ministry is that you can learn how to do it. So we can learn how to look good. Or we can continuously depend on the spirit, even with all those things that we have, even with the rich gifts that are in this room. We can have those gifts and depend on the spirit and have God's plan. We can have a good plan or we can have God's plan. Sanctuary, just look at where God has taken us so far. Look at this building. The faithfulness. The faithfulness of bringing Pastor Edrin here to us. God is good to us, and he knows what he's doing. Every time I still stand in this building, I just can't believe it. A lot of hot sermons preached in those classrooms to Mosaic kids. That's hot. We got air conditioning. I even have a flannel on. Okay. That's for y'all on the podcast. We got air conditioning. (laughs) But just look where God has taken us. He is so faithful. So I want to pray for us this morning. And then I'm going to invite, I think, Pastor Regin to come up um, to administer our communion. Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Lord, we trust you this morning. God, right now I speak to fear. I speak to forgetfulness. I speak to lack of faith. And God, I ask that your spirit would minister minister to those places. God, I know that the hurt can be legit. God, I know that this walk can be tough. Lord, but I ask that we would depend on you and your spirit. Lead us and guide us this morning in your precious name. Amen.